Today's show is sponsored by ExpressVPN. Protect your data from prying eyes at expressvpn.com slash watchchad. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible with liberty and justice for all hey folks welcome to another episode of the chad prather show as promised we're going to take a deeper look into this what we're calling one nation under surveillance apparently we're pretty interesting folks because people are watching us it seems at all times now here we sit in a current situation where it would seem that perhaps the critical point in this whole coronavirus nightmare may, has pa- may have passed. The worst could be over. The curve flattened. But even after the test strips come back negative and we're all able to return back to some semblance of a normal life, a lot of concerning developments still lay ahead after the coronavirus is gone. Remember, following the endings of wars and even national tragedies like 9-11, we've been known to turn a blind eye to the government. Uh, we're just so happy that the worst of the worst is behind us. And Congress and the Senate utilize that time to pass bills and measures while the country is in its post-trauma honeymoon phase. And I'll give you an example. 9-11, arguably the first time since Pearl Harbor that the nation felt vulnerable, afraid. For the first time in our generation's history, we had to be actively more observant in public places. An act of terrorism became a part of the list of the day-to-day possibilities for us. And in the months following the attacks on 9-11, a surge of patriotism seemed to grow, as did our government's need to carefully and strategically prevent another attack on U.S. soil. Then came what we know as the Patriot Act, the uniting and strengthening America by providing appropriate tools required to intercept and obstruct terrorism act, right? It rolls right off the tongue, doesn't it? Only one senator voted against it, and this would eventually lead our government's ability to more readily access and to store our communication records, the development of Homeland Security, and a whole lot more. That was the opening of Pandora's box. And since the beginning of this coronavirus spread throughout America, we're beginning to see just how much our citizens are willing to give up to obtain what very well could be a false sense of security. I want you to go back to December 22nd, 2001. Richard Reed attempted to detonate a shoe bomb aboard American Airlines Flight 63, traveling from Paris to Miami, Florida. The bomb fails. Passengers aboard the flight subdue Reed. And in January of 2003, he was sentenced to three consecutive life sentences, plus 110 years with no possibility of parole. Thanks to this one man, you... Me and millions of other lovely airline passengers have to remove our shoes each and every time we go through the TSA line at an airport. Now, this one incident changed policy and practicality for us all. But if we're honest in today's society with our technology, does that really do anything? I mean, are you any safer because the person in front of you struggled for seven minutes trying to get their shoes off and and weren't smart enough to wear their house slippers like I do to the airport? It's it's a pain, right? All because of one man. Now, go back to 2013. Whistleblower Edward Snowden copied and leaked vital information from the National Security Agency and published it through The Guardian for the entire world to see. Turns out the government wasn't only tracking and listening in on suspected would-be terrorists, they were listening to all of us. 
But do we see this coming? Now, the pandemic, this global event that has changed life for each and every one of us, well, Bill Gates saw this coming, it seems. Uh, I want you to take a look at this speech from nearly three years ago where he warned of something eerily similar to what we're seeing today. We also face a new threat that the next epidemic uh, has a good chance of originating on a computer screen of a terrorist intent on using genetic engineering to create a synthetic version of the smallpox virus or a contagious, contagious and highly deadly strain of flu. Okay. If Bill Gates could figure that out, do you imagine what our government knows? Think about it. So you look at those examples and you can't help but ask, what happens now? After the smoke clears, after the plywood is remote, removed from the store windows and children can go back to school, what next? Tech giants like Google are working hard to help you optimize your health care. Apple and Google are teaming up to develop helpful apps to assist in countering the spread of COVID-19. You have facial recognition cameras and drones that are being put to work, spying on those who are not abiding by the social distancing rules. You have neighbors who are encouraged to snitch on other neighbors in the name of safety and today we're going to discuss what is already happening to your freedom your ability to provide for your family and your privacy now in the months following this we can't afford to turn a blind eye to our government we will have to remain vigilant alert and empowered because this has gone from one nation under god to one nation under surveillance and no matter what party you belong to who you identify as or what personal convictions you hold, this should scare us all. Hey, with all this talk about the coronavirus, people have stopped talking about the flu, which has killed about 20,000 people so far this year, hospitalized over a quarter million in the U.S., and the season isn't even over yet. One of the best ways to avoid getting sick is to have a healthy immune system, which is why I fortify my body every day with Field of Greens. I love it. It's made by Brickhouse Nutrition. Just put one scoop in your in your water and drink it it's got a full serving of real usda certi certified organic fruits and vegetables which boosts energy and supports a healthy immune system all the doctors agree a diet of fruits and vegetables can reduce your risk of heart disease plus field of greens is prebiotic probiotic and a great source of vitamins fiber and other nutrients like i said put one scoop in a glass of water tastes great stir that stuff up and you are done Right now, I want you to save 15% off your first order with the offer code CHAD at BrickHouseChad.com. That's BrickHouseChad.com. Subscribe today, save an extra 10% every single month uh, of this virus season. Turn your immune system into a brick house with Field of Greens. Go to BrickHouseChad.com. BrickHouseChad.com. Go there today. All right, this is crazy. I want y'all to stop doing what you're doing. Pay attention. Pay attention because somebody's paying attention to you right now. Now, I asked you yesterday, Steve, we talked about it on last night's show. It said, does it bother you that you feel surveilled or observed? And you said, no, nah, not really. No, we're kind of becoming used to it. I mean, we scan our eyes to get on an airplane. Right. Uh, we use our fingerprints, thumbprints. Or to uh, open your phone. Or to open your phone. There's face recognition. 
But what if I told you that no matter where you go or what you do, somebody's watching you? Someone has eyes on you. I mean, you, you can't hide picking your nose. I mean, those things kind of seem benign at this point, right? And we don't yeah. care about stuff like that. But the ramifications of this surveillance situation is the limitations, ultimately, of your freedoms. Because at what point in time does picking your nose become, I can't do business. I can't, um, I can't transact. I can't get my hands on money. I can't do the things that we have enjoyed and in many cases taken for granted as Americans. Now, here's the issue that's really heavy on me right now. And you've, you guys have heard me say this a lot. We live in a generation of people who really haven't ever been through hardships, right? So we tend as humans to create our identities through the trauma we've been through. Everyone. You don't have to get with them very long, Natalie. They immediately identify themselves based on their crisis. Uh, what turned them into a victim, if you will? You know, what hardships have they had in life? Oh, yeah, I was broke, man. I was poor. Uh, I've hit rock bottom. I've, you know, I've lost loved ones. They always want to tell you their sad stories. Now, that's just human nature. I'm not telling you not to do that. I'm just saying that's human nature. We identify ourselves by our crisis, right? Yeah. Guys are the worst. We always want to one-up each other. Oh, you went, you did that? Well, let me tell you what I did. <laughs> yeah. You know, it, so it becomes a competition. I don't know if you know that about guys or not, Natalie. But I had no idea. We're that's brand new information. We're all about conquest and competition. Yeah. But here's what happens. Um you know this this whole generation now they gravitate towards anything that they can identify as their plight or their oppression so when this covid virus comes along this coronavirus thing that's why people are so damn sensitive online like if you talk about it like yesterday we were talking about our monday's episode we were talking about uh how this is not the worst thing that's ever hit the world uh, people are dying of a lot of other things. This is not, in terms of numbers, the, the biggest uh, plague we've ever seen. I mean, it's not even, it really is not a blip on the radar in the grand scheme of things. And people, to say that, people are like, how dare you make light of this thing? No, we're not making light of it. I'm just telling you, thus the numbers. I mean, that's the t statistics. And more and more, the, the, the bar keeps changing, right? Because now we're realizing that as that we really haven't had as many coronavirus deaths as previously were even reported, not prognosticated or predicted, but reported. There's not as many. So people are like, how dare you put your hands on my plight? Because so many people out there, especially the younger generation, they're like, oh, no, this is our pandemic. Hmm. This is our this is our crisis moment. And so when you get that mindset, you're willing to give up a lot of liberties and a lot of freedoms in order to never have that crisis again, right? Because remember, people don't want their problems fixed as much as they want their problems understood, right? So now, I want to be able to say, yeah, well, these are just some of the things I've had to give up because of this pandemic. Mm. And I'll pat myself on the back because that was my sacrifice for the betterment of humankind. Okay, there's a word for that. It's actually a compound word. It's a, it's a big word made up of two words. It's called bullshit. That's what that is, Natalie. <laughs> um, so you have countries out there who are literally taking advice from China. Can you believe that? 
I mean, here's a place that has probably killed 60 million people. I mean, there's no telling how many of their billions under that communist regime, how many millions of people have died under that. You, it's, you're hard-pressed to find someone that lives in communist China or has immigrated from communist China who doesn't have a loved one who has died because of that regime. And now we're out there taking advice from them. And they're taking advice in a big way on how China has perfected its ability to surveil its people. Uh, they've, been, they've been doing surveillance of its citizens long before this started. Now, I want to roll a clip, but hang on. Before we do that, I want to tell you, now you're like, that's China. I promise you, there were new advances in the last 10 years in downtown Fort Worth. You go to downtown Fort Worth, Texas. That's Cowtown. That's, 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 that's Cowtown, right? You can still ride your horse. I'm serious. You could Legally, in Fort Worth, Texas, in the city limits, you can ride a horse on any street that's out there right fort worth texas there's not a spot downtown you can walk where you're not on camera they put that down there under quote security measures and we're willing to say it man it's a safe city because of all these cameras down here you can't not be seen in downtown fort worth now let me let me just give you a glimpse of what china's done and show you what is being instituted literally around the world take a look at this now there's grandma the drone is over her head zooming in on her face there's, there's no reason to be outside you, you need to go home and rest the drone's talking to her there's this guy he's in a hurry to get out of there he says that's right don't laugh you don't have a mask on Get on your wagon and go home. Here's a guy out there spraying, disinfecting the street, whatever he's spraying. I don't know, probably whatever. But he says, got to go inside. And he's running in his house to go get his mask. This is the drone talking to him. Comes back out of the house with his mask on. Now he's waving at the drone. If they did that in Fort Worth, there'd be people giving the middle finger <laughs> up at the drone. So I remember... An, um, Mike Rowe came out with a thing, I guess it's been about a year ago, talking about a drone kept coming in his backyard there in San Francisco. And there was a crisis of what do you do with it? Now, here in America, drones are protected by FAA regulations, right? So if you, if you shoot one down, let's say, it's like shooting down an aircraft in terms of it's an unmanned aircraft. Uh, it's not just a matter of taking, you know, destroying somebody's personal property. But you don't know what that drone is. So it's a federal crime. You can't be doing that. I mean, you can't just take a shotgun to it, although we laugh about it and blah, blah, blah. And I can't say that in that situation I wouldn't awfully be tempted. Right? So this is in America. That's China. But in America, we're having this. Can you imagine, Steve, you're walking down the street in your neighborhood and all of a sudden a drone sneaks up on you? I've got, I've got a guy that flies a drone in our neighborhood. But can you imagine it sneaks up behind you? You hear like, it sounds like somebody's weed eating. Mm -hmm. And it man, comes in behind you. It's like, you go home, you put on mask. Can you, it'd scare the crap out of you, first of all, Steve. I'd probably get a rock. <laughs> but that's the thing, right? You, I mean, can you imagine you're you're just walking? Here's this little Chinese lady. She's walking through her village, and it zooms right in on her face, like blows up her face right there, so you could see it—the facial recognition. Now, let me tell you something disturbing that happened in China. Disturbing, Natalie, and you won't believe these numbers. 
I'm not talking. I'm just looking at you because you're pretty, but I'm telling everybody <laughs> else. People won't remember. They just won't even fathom this whole deal. Beginning at the beginning of January of this year, 21 million cell phone users in China, all of their records, their cell service, everything, it disappeared. Now, does that mean the people disappeared? No, but the evidence of their existence through their cell phones disappeared. All I think right. they can do that to us at any time. The at entire any time. planet. Now, as Candace was pointing out, uh, it's kind of like your social security card, but it's not. Each Chinese resident, if you if you live in China, you're required to have a government ID. You have to use it like if you're going to buy or use your cell phone, you got to have this thing. So but the not government, for voting. <laughs> what's that? Yeah, probably, not for yeah. voting. They, they don't. don't well, get the to. vote don't count in China, <laughs> so it doesn't matter. Uh, but the government, they can tell when you log into your phone, into your internet, whatever. Uh, all of that is controlled. They can see who you call, what you do. It's all immediately dings on your government ID card. It'd be like if your social security number just got dinged every time you did something. So, you can't get around that. There's no, uh, there's no escaping it. Now, the question is, did they cut the communication of those 21 million users so that vital information that was going on considering this coronavirus outbreak, you got to remember, too, they were dealing with Hong Kong protesters. Let's not forget that when you had 750,000 people in the streets of Hong Kong protesting their rights being taken away from them. Excuse me. Uh, and my suggestion has always been that perhaps this virus was in ways released because it cleared those streets right up. Yep. Um, did they cut communication so that the vital information about all this would not leak to anyone outside the country? There's no question at this point that China was covering it up. China's lying. Nobody trusts China. China. Nobody does. So you have China, as we've seen in the video, following their citizens by drones to make sure their masks are on while they're out in public. Now, we just said yesterday, last night's episode, that Elizabeth, New Jersey, is doing this. They have drones that are going around warning people to either get back in the house or social distance. They said they're not taking pictures or not taking video, which I say is horseshit. And I'm going to prove to you in a little while why I believe that. It is absolute malarkey that they're not doing that. Of course they're taking pictures. Of course they're doing video. And, um, you know, you think about how quickly, how quickly with all of this stuff, we're willing to wait in lines outside the grocery store. We were literally told there was a shortage on toilet paper, and what did we do? We all ran out to get toilet paper. We yeah. didn't know. I mean, do you know how little toilet paper I've used mm-hmm. in the last month, Natalie? We bought, we bought, my mother-in-law went and bought a bunch of toilet paper and brought it over to us. We got a, we got a whole jacuzzi bathtub in the master bath that's full of toilet paper. I ordered industrial rolls. Like I got some, I got some of these big ones, <laughs> like you'd see at the airport, you know. <laughs> I got some of those. They're still in the bags. And it's all because somebody said it. They said, "Let's That's go it. do there it." There was no shortage. It's just they said it. Right. And I showed you on the graph how, uh, you know, on Monday how the toilet paper was important. It went way up, and then it plateaued. Now it's come down. Toilet paper is not that important. I was in a grocery store yesterday. Toilet paper. There's toilet paper. <laughs> I can get toilet paper easily. I mean, I got enough to, to last me through 21 at this yeah. point. It was probably some toilet paper executive that came up with a way to... Charmin. But either way, you see how <laughs> gullible Charmin. we are? Yeah, yeah, we are. 
And and by the way, I saw a great meme. I put it out there. One of the greatest memes I've seen in the last week was a scene from The Walking Dead where they're fighting the zombies and they're in a grocery store and behind them there's toilet paper on the shelf. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, you know that's fake. Uh, <laughs> I mean, they're zombies, but there was still toilet paper behind them. It's got it circled in the meme. Um, uh, so think about how quickly we're, you know. So what about limits on what we should purchase and what we could buy that would be categorized as a necessity. We thought toilet paper was a necessity, but what if the what if the thing comes along and says, "Okay, well, we're going to determine what's necessary and what's not." It's like the guy standing outside the Amazon plant saying, "Dildos are not essential items." <laughs> well, I mean, you don't know me. You right. don't know my life. Yeah. But that was a true thing. They, that's a facetious way and an extreme way of saying, "Here's, you know, here are these people who are determining what's essential for your life do you got that surveillance montage you have that thing let's play that real quick imagine if your phone could tell you that you've been exposed to someone with covid 19. when you see a crowd when you see a line that's not distant, when you see a supermarket that's too crowded anything you can report it right away so we can get help there to fix the problem. Called Trace Together, the app uses Bluetooth technology to record contact with people. So if they test positive for COVID-19, you can be notified. And a vast network of facial recognition cameras keeping watch over Moscow is now playing a key role in the battle against the spread of the virus in Russia. Police are using those cameras to keep an eye on those who've been sent to quarantine. They're warning them that anybody sneaking out out of the city of 16 million residents would lead to a five-year jail term. Every person is being assigned a coloured QR code, depending on the risk they pose. Green, no risk. Orange, they've entered a potential virus hotspot. And red, if they've tested positive for the virus and could still be contagious. And it is, I think, uh, something that should raise cause for concern because when we talk about the applications, and I'm sure we will, they're, they're saying they're using it for contact tracing. This person gets sick. Uh, where did they go? Who may they have come in contact with precisely so they can produce these kind of text messages that you describe? On its face, it seems like it might be a good idea. Uh, there is, of course, a, a natural presumed benefit here. And yet, uh, this level of contact tracing, this, this method of contact tracing, uh, does not really work. What is being built is the architecture of oppression. I want to get into this more mm. after the break. But listen, folks, let's, I, want you to, I want you to absorb that for a second and it's real uh got to get it out of my head hey listen it's shocking your home could be stolen and it can be folks are learning that brutal lesson the hard way thieves are finding the title to your home online they're forging documents to appear that to make it appear that you sold your home and then they're going to borrow money against your home's equity and you don't even know you're a victim until foreclosure notices arrive and, and the eviction notices and you got all these bills coming in and you can spend a fortune trying to get your home back. It's called home title fraud. It's one of the things the FBI calls the fastest growing crimes in America. And you need to avoid that right now. It's a nightmare, and you need to do what I did, protect your home with home title lock. And no, neither your homeowner's insurance nor your bank is going to protect you from that. 
pennies a day, folks. That's all it's going to cost. Home Title Lock is going to do this for you. It's going to take care of you. You need to find out if you're already a victim by registering your home title at HomeTitleLock.com. Enter code CHAD for a month of free protection. That is HomeTitleLock.com. We'll be right back. disturbing to me i mean that's disturbing to me you watch a thing like that they're wanting to use your cell phone you're like oh i don't know about all that stuff let me tell you what's happened last week in australia australia uh they've got a, a, a basically a covid trace app prime minister scott morrison declared on saturday the covid trace app set to be launched in the coming weeks would be voluntary and he was seeking people's cooperation to quote help our health workers to protect our community and help get our economy going again so they're trying to convince australians to use software uh to basically track this stuff so um one person said i treasure the government knowing as little about me as possible there's always the argument if you done nothing wrong you've got nothing to worry about my argument is if i'm no concern you need know nothing about me. That's true. Uh, it's happening in uh, Serbia. Uh, this uh, one journalist was arrested for upsetting the public. That's a quote. Um, and talking about kind of exposing some things of, you know, talking about the lack of equipment in one of these clinics and, and their unpreparedness. And you, you can't report on stuff like that in certain places right uh you have whole foods which of course is owned by amazon i'm very disturbed with what amazon and google are doing together to to come up with all of this stuff to track these things uh the whole foods is keeping an eye on stores at risk of unionizing through an interactive heat map see what does that mean heat map is basically telling you where the hot spots of covid are so New York would be a hot spot, right? Certain parts of New Jersey, <clears throat> certain parts. Manhattan, of course, would be a hot spot. AOC's District 14 is the hot spot of hot spots. I was going to say these, uh, you know, highly congested areas that have so many people well, yes living and on no, top of but some other. are and some aren't. I mean, you know, uh, you take uh, Dallas, Texas isn't like New York City. Uh, you know, I mean, you know what I'm saying? They're not the same deal. Uh, but you're right. In some places there are. But so now you have the grocery stores like Whole Foods. Uh, they're given individual risk scores that are calculated from more than two dozen metrics, including employee loyalty, turnover, racial diversity, tip line calls to human resources, proximity to a union office, violations recorded by the Occupational Safety and uh, Health Administration, which is OSHA. Um, it tracks local economic and demographic factors such as unemployment rate and the store's location. It also provides a rare look into corporate labor tracking activities, a common practice among large companies, but one rarely discussed publicly. Uh, it monitors three main areas, external risk, store risk, and team member sentiment. So it's not only about it's, – it's, there's a lot of crap going in here, but sentiment? They could use like that. Like how you to, feel about it? I was going to say they could use that when in their hiring process for you – know, I know, eliminate. but at the end of the day, you're giving over the rights for them to look at you unnecessarily. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All because of your 
interaction with a grocery store. I can understand why they would want to, and I say they. You of know, course the big, you can. You know, because that's a control. Information is power. Yeah. Information is power. Um. So where does this? Uh, it, so you want to you want to get the information. You want to gather the information. You're right, Steve. And then you want to have to you want to be able to track these hot spots like that the you know the green zone orange zone and the red zone and all that stuff that's on your phone but where's the classification of helping fight covid19 end and oppression begin it's a very short route right there so if you're mandated let's say you're mandated and we were talking about this yesterday candace and you reminded me today if you're if you're mandated by independent stores to wear masks in order to buy necessary items let's say you go to walmart and Walmart decides, I'm just using them arbitrarily. I'm not saying Walmart's doing this, but let's say a Walmart says, you can't come into this store unless you're wearing a mask. Okay, well, they're hindering you from going in and getting essential items if that's where you do your grocery shopping. They're putting a requirement on you. They're observing you. You said the other day, what happened to you when you went to, what was a Home Depot? Oh, yeah. And what happened? The... People were watching. Yeah, you had a marshal that was out yeah, there. Marshal, I don't know what he was there for. He didn't come up to me, but I made Tony walk. I say, "Hey, we're not together. You walk over there. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure you're socially distanced." Yeah, I didn't Steve want to go to jail. Yeah, I didn't want to go to jail for not social distancing. And you said it was pretty crowded in there. It was. It was crazy crowded. Yeah, and it was not uh, construction workers and stuff like that. It was people like me doing yeah, home projects. People in there doing home projects because they ain't got nothing else to do at home. Yeah. So, but let's say you're you're uh, you're mandated before you can go into places like that. What is to keep government-run grocery stores or essential stores to pop up where those masks aren't required? And now, what are you going to choose? Mm. You're going to go to the government-subsidized place. And you're basically going to be buying goods from the government now. The government will regulate what goods you can get. Uh, they're going to profit off of you. And so, in essence, it's going to put private enterprise, private corporations, and private business. Forget small business and medium-sized business at this point. We're talking about getting rid of it. At this point, it is completely government-run. Yeah. I mean, this right here is going to put I – mean, thousands and thousands of small businesses oh and, and i'm talking They're about already, i'm talking about uh, they've already been plowed under so yeah. I'm, ta I'm talking about this gets down the road where where small businesses they're not even being discussed anymore they've been so plowed under this is that this quote dystopian future where now we're at a point where even big businesses that are privately owned they're going under because the government is under control now you're buying out now, now it's the uh, government's Walmart. Now, you, okay, I'll give you a perfect wait, example. Wait, wait, I'm gonna give you a perfect example. You go to certain states, and where do you have to buy your liquor? At ABC the state, stores. At the state store. At the ABC That's stores. That's where I was going. You I go to certain states, was, certain communities, certain counties. I can take you to places right now. Uh, in in places I've lived, and places where I have property, you can't. But you got to buy state-run liquor, right? So all the taxes and everything comes goes back to them. So what's to keep that from us having to buy groceries like that? Now, I know what you're saying. You're like, oh, that would never happen in America. See, that's the dang problem right there. You started believing this could never happen, and here we are sitting flat in the middle of it happening. It is happening, folks. They are watching. They are surveilling. They are controlling. They are gathering information on us, Natalie. They're watching everything we do. They've always been doing it, but now 
now they've got a crisis that they can use to control you with that information. I spoke with a molecular biologist this morning. Oh, I was you're on just the, dropping names. I know. Now. Well, no, I'm not going to say his name because he was is a doctor at a, a major um, medical company. So I don't want to do that. But he talked about how this is this is somebody who who's doing the studies, knows that the death rate is actually a lot lower in respect to how many yeah. people have actually had this virus. Um, has talked about how political this has gotten. Yeah, and and this is a this is a man who who's it's the brass tacks for him. Yeah. I mean, he's living it, breathing it, and he said that if you think that this isn't political, you've got another thing coming. Yeah. So we were over at Steve's house last night. Steve's wife, Tony, who of course is a nurse, uh, she said, "Why don't you trust Fauci?" And I said, "Because he's a politician. At the end of the day, he's a politician. He's been in this. He's big government." He's been in this thing. He stands to profit from all of this stuff, right? So that's why I don't know who to trust at this point, but I don't trust a guy like Fauci. Uh, maybe he's 100% legit on the up and up, but I still don't trust it because he's got too much to do. And you're right. When you talk to this guy who's obviously an expert in that field, mm-hmm. and he's got the numbers to back it up, mm-hmm. and he does, and he you're does. looking at it and you're like, hmm. Too much control here. And that's what I see in this bureaucracy. Hey, staying healthy and strong. That's what we're talking about in the end of, at the end of this whole thing. That's what I want for you guys. Stay healthy and strong. It's more important than ever. For me, it's all about uh, it's all about that right now. That's what matters. And what I want you to do is find a way to stay resilient and stay well. One of the things that I do is I take supplements, and the supplements I take are from Objective Wellness. Objective offers targeted solutions like better sleep, firmer skin. I mean, look at this. A healthy immune system. Their products are crafted through high-quality ingredients shown to deliver specific results. Objective's ingredients are backed by science. They got it behind each ingredient. Behind every ingredient, they've got the science that proves that the studies that they've done and endless hours of research they work. Objective sources, uh, active extracts from blueberries, saffron, even uh, microalgae, which provides an antioxidant 6,000 times stronger than vitamin C. See, Steve, you, this is what you're going to have to get on, dude. I'm telling you, you've been doing that vitamin C stuff. you got to get with Objective. Objective knows what wellness looks like, and it knows that it looks different on everyone there's no one size fits all solution that's why objective focuses on targeted solutions giving you support exactly where you need it objective helps me feel my best they can help you too so go to objectivewellness.com use code watchchad get 20 percent off your first order if you're not completely satisfied you can get a full refund that's objective that's the objective promise and again that's objectivewellness.com use code watchchad for 20 percent off these statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Any products discussed or advertised are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. We'll be right back. So anyway, this stuff's getting stupid, Natalie. Stupid. Scary stupid. If it's for real. And you say it's for real. You know it's for real. Mm-hmm. You know it's for real. The evidence is in front of us all the time, right? It's because we talked about this on last night's episode. We, you have a conversation about something or you Google something, you search something. And then and it what happens? Up. It starts, you get ads nonstop, Correct. right? Um, 
it's almost like you know have you ever gone online and filled out like an application like i need life insurance or whatever and now your phone's gonna ring that's the old school way of mm-hmm. oh my god because they sell your information to all these insurance agents and now they're gonna call you call you call you call you call you trying to sell you a policy well that's what the internet's now is this thing has been streamlined and the problem is we're so willing to give it up out of fear Never let a good crisis go to waste, right? I mean, that's the old political adage. Don't let a good crisis go to waste. And now we have these stupid things right here, these phones, these smartphones, which make us stupid. Mm. And these things are making it easier and easier because, I mean, how, how many apps now have you downloaded where you're just immediately like, yeah, whatever. I'll just log in using Facebook. How much of your stuff is on Facebook that we've posted over the years? True. God knows I've put a bunch on there. True. And so you just like, yeah, I'll just log in with Facebook. Well, there's your birthday. There's your, you know, you name it, all this mm-hmm. stuff. And so you now just to get the app to work, we're like, okay, I'll just use whatever's easy. How many times you use a password and you use a password for the same one for your bank, the same one for your social media? I mean, Never. that's stupid. Never. Okay. <laughs> People do it all the time. People do it all the time, Steve. But I mean, why? Because there's only so many passwords you can remember in your head or which one you use for what. And so, yeah. I got one. Steve's got one. It's password all lowercase. <laughs> pound, pound. <laughs> so, so let me just prove it to you. Look at these white legs, boy. Woo. Y'all want to talk about it? They look good in that light. All I right. use one password, but I change it every, like, every six months. Every. <laughs> Sometimes it uses a capital P. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, take a look at this. Take a look at this little thing. I'm going to try to see if I can read this and give you. But take a look at this. Okay, so let's do a little search for some apps in here in your iPhone. There's Apple COVID-19, CDC, and more COVID-19, all of these little apps. There's another COVID-19. There's a Corona map, the COVID symptom tracker. Uh, look at all these COVID apps right now. Oh, look at that thing. You can participate in all your community stuff, protect your loved ones, help stop the spread of COVID-19, all because of that app. That's just more information gathering stuff. So look at all the stuff, Steve. Look at, look at this deal. It, you, as we're scrolling through this thing, all this stuff, all these questions you have to answer. And in some cases, you have stuff where every day you got to go in and put in what your symptoms might be. What are you feeling today? Like, you know, I got a little, I, I breathed some allergy stuff the other day. My allergies are acting up because, mm-hmm. you know, we're out there working on the basketball goal and Brandon lays down and all that stuff falling off the oak trees and he gets up and starts dusting himself up. And I'm like, okay, here we go. <laughs> now I got to deal with that. Everybody's going to look at me like I'm symptomatic. So, but that's the thing. I mean, are you really, are you, okay, for instance, yesterday, yesterday or the day before yesterday, Oil dropped mm-hmm. to a negative number. It's never happened. I mean, when it finished trading, imagine th- they're willing to give you a barrel of oil. Yes. Just to have some place to put it. Yeah, they got ships floating around out there full of oil with no place to. Might be paying uh, you to so take it. They're paying you to take mm-hmm. it yeah. at this point. So that's the big crisis. That's never happened. Now, for with, this is for another episode. The reason that's dangerous is Russia is going to say, well, let's get some of these warships up and moving and some of these fighter jets. Let's start a war. Russia's bad about that because Russia can't do with a no cost oil thing. Mm. And the biggest way to get oil back up is to start using stuff that uses a lot of fuel mm. like warships and cruisers and carriers and stuff like that 
that's beside the point. How much, let's say any of your, so we're talking a major economic hit here. Yes. So, and people don't get it. I mean, we nope. put that article, the Blaze article out yesterday about that, and and people were talking about, oh, well, they start talking about price of gas at the pump. Well, mine's still $1.69. That has nothing to do with what we're talking about with the price of oil in the barrel. You are going to get hammered mm -hmm. economically because everything is tethered together. Thank you. Everything is tethered together. You do not want this to happen. Now, if all of a sudden you start feeling that financial crisis, how much of your privacy are you now willing to give up in order to feel safe? Right. How much will your fear cause you to now go get one of these apps or to give your information away willingly every single day so that they can track you for this stuff? I'm telling you guys, this is stuff that Hollywood movies have been talking Compounding about for a problems. long, long time. Mm -hmm. A long, long time. What are we going to do about it? We have given away so much liberty. We have given away so much power. This is an actual crisis that we're in the middle of. And uh, I feel like we've said it a thousand times. Yeah. You want to be on lockdown, but I promise you, for safety reasons, we are compounding problems on top of problems, and you have no idea what is going to happen to us very be the soon if we problem don't if we out of don't all this. Oh yeah, of course. 100%. Fix this. I mean, we could talk about suicide rates being through the roof. We could talk about domestic violence being through the roof, child abuse being through the roof. We could talk about all this stuff. And 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 it's all because people are like, "Oh my god, this I promise you the ramifications of this and the results of this are going to cost four more li far more lives yes. than a coronavirus, than than this thing that came out of a China uh uh lab. It is. I got a point I want to make is very very important hang with me be right back God forbid if anybody was trying to open a restaurant these days. Can you imagine? Because now, even to be able to reopen, you've got to go through certifications and you've got to get um, uh, you know, inspections done and all of these things. They're going to reduce capacity. Um, and let's say you're going to open a restaurant. Now you can't put near as many people in the building as you were going to, and you've got to get these inspections. And these are little things that just come out of this kind of information. Uh, think about how it's going to affect your industry, your livelihood. Are you truly willing to give up freedom for safety? Ultimately, that's the question at the end of the day, because what can you do about this? Nothing. You can't stop them from putting drones in the sky. You can't stop them from putting another camera. You can't stop them uh, from looking at you through a camera on your phone or computer. You can't stop them. You can't stop them. Most of you are going to have to go back and watch or listen to this thing again because you've been looking at my white legs this whole time. <laughs> and that's that right there shows you how easily distracted you are from what's going on. What's well, blinding. I, well, that's why I wore them. That's why I wore the shorts. <laughs> it's been an object lesson this entire time. And people didn't even realize. I wore shorts. I didn't put a cowboy hat on. I didn't do anything. I'm just sitting here. I don't look my normal self. That's how easily distracted people are. They've spent mm -hmm. most of their time commenting saying, oh, my God. Like, and you're oblivious to what I've been saying. You see the point? That's the world we're living in these days. Things are going on in your life that you don't even know about because you've got your attention so focused on things that don't matter. Get your head out of the sand. Do not give your liberty away 
for the sake of safety. None of us are safe. It's okay. It's okay. That's life. That's how it is. That's how it is. So listen to this again. Share this episode with your friends. Make sure that this information gets out there. Be aware of what's going on. The world has changed. Go to watchchad.com. Get all the fun stuff. Also, go to blazetv.com slash chad. Sign up. We'll give you $30 off an annual subscription. We love y'all. God bless you. We'll talk to you next time. Bye.